ZBZ. Thanks for listening to our digital future here every Thursday at 8:30 a.m. And today's guest is Bianca. Hi. Thanks for calling in. We're on the air, and it's an early 8:30 a.m. to 9 a.m. slot, but you have um, a job to do at 9 a.m. So we're going to talk to you briefly. But thank you for calling in, Bianca. It's my pleasure, Ziva. And I want everyone to know we're talking to Bianca. Um, what city are you calling from right now? Um, I'm, I'm in L.A. right now, but I'm more specifically in Koreatown. Oh, wonderful. So, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's pretty great. I, uh, I spend a lot of time in the, the downtown area. Probably one of the reasons why we chose uh, the Zine Fest to be at the last bookstore because it's, you know, downtown, central. Yes, Zine Fest is this Sunday, and we're going to talk to you about LA Zine Fest happenings, which is a great event, LA, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the last bookstore. But first, tell us. Hello? Can you hear me? Ooh, no, you're breaking up. <laughs> oh, no. I can hear you fine. Can you tell us where did you start your education and work background to get to where you are now? Oh, um, well, I did undergrad at Pitzer College in Claremont, and uh, I don't, I don't remember if if I ever did anything that was connected to zine making at all, except for read them. Um, when I was in high school, I read uh, Sneer fanzine and uh, De Facto Death Camp. The guy who does de facto, who did de facto death camp, used to like stand outside of venues in Hollywood, like House of Blues and stuff, and um, and he would uh, sell zines to people who are waiting in line for shows. So that was kind of my first experience with them. That's a good idea. And, and um, so you went to school in Claremont for what major? Are you using that now? Oh, um, I majored in uh, English and world literature, and minored in Spanish. I'm I don't know. I guess I'm kind of using it now. I'm I'm an ESL teacher. I did a Fulbright in Korea after I graduated, and uh, so I'm definitely using that. But um, I don't know. I think English literature kind of a great uh, kind of a great thing to major in because it just kind of teaches you how to seek out things that you're interested in and work to understand them better. So how was um, Korea doing that? Do you recommend that to the undergrads here at UCI? Oh, I definitely recommend doing any kind of traveling fellowship at all. Um, the Fulbright was an amazing program. I got to meet and work with uh, Korean people directly. I got to talk to you know, uh, people in English and help them develop their skills every day. And um, I got a chance to see a really amazing country and to travel. Um, I lived with a homestay family on my program, and uh, and that was kind of a, I don't know, a once-in-a-lifetime experience, I think. You know, I, I was there for a year, Fulbright's are a year, and um, I can say without exaggeration that it changed my life. Oh, wow, so everyone should look into applying. You have to apply to Fulbright. I'm not familiar with that. Oh, yeah, you should check it out. It's through the, um, the State Department and the government, so uh, it's funded federally and um, you can get a research Fulbright to do a project and study or you can do um, in limited countries you can do an ESL teaching Fulbright 
and um, that's what I did. Oh, that does sound fun. So you're going to be teaching an English class at 9 a.m.? <laughs> yes, I will be. That's excellent. And tell us, how did you get involved with the LA Zine Fest coordinating group? Um, I actually met um, Meredith Wallace at Unique LA a couple years ago. And we just kind of started talking. She was selling zines at the time. She ran a distro. And um, I bought some stuff from her, and we just started talking about how weird it was that, you know, Sacramento has a zine fest, Minneapolis has a zine fest, and, and L.A. doesn't. So we we were just kind of shooting our mouths off saying, you know, oh, why don't we why don't we start one? We could do it. You know, we we got to find the people to, to get this together. And then it actually happened, and I think when it happened, we didn't even realize what was going on. And... Uh, and one day, we all became aware of the fact that we were organizing a zine fest. Wow, and this started probably a while ago. Yeah, we've been at it for... Well, actually, uh, the zine fest date, February 19th, is exactly one year from the very first zine workshop that we all did together. So it's kind of an accidentally, uh, an accidental anniversary. Wow, and it's definitely do-it-yourself. It's just a group of people that said, we're missing this, let's do it. That's how a lot of great things start out. I'm really amazed at the, the, the things that we've accomplished together. Not just us, the coordinators, but like all the, all the people who've helped us from the arts and music and creative community in L.A. You know, people, people came out of the woodwork to help us make promo videos to let us use their recording equipment to let us use PAs. People have helped us to promote this event so much. You know, individuals who are involved in the Zine Fest, I know you are constantly putting stuff up on your Facebook about LA Zine Fest, but people who own venues, you know, Mark Allen from Machine Project, he offered to moderate a panel. People are, are just so supportive, and I, it makes me feel like LA Zine Fest is not just something that I've been working on, but it's something that L.A. has just kind of been waiting for. Yeah, and you have the official poster with all the latest details here for Sunday, February 19th at 11 a.m. Buy and trade zines with over 85 zine makers, comic books, artists, and small publishers. And mm-hmm. You guys have workshops and speakers, and you have a conversation with Henry Rollins. Yeah, Henry Rollins is going to be um, interviewing uh, V. Vale from Research Publications. He's also uh, the founder of Search and Destroy magazine. He's a big-time underground publisher and writer, and he's been documenting all sorts of amazing subcultures for, for decades. We're really excited to have him be a part of the fest. And uh, was there a time for that, or just any time after 11 a.m.? Actually, the um, times for all the events are posted on our website, lazinefest.com, under 2012 events. But I can tell you right now that the Henry Rollins and V. Vale interview is going to start at 5 o'clock and go until about 6.30. Um, both Henry Rollins and V. Vale will be signing things. Um, books will be for sale there, but Henry Rollins has said, you know, he'll sign anything. He'll sign your shirt. He'll sign your kid. Whatever you got, he'll sign it. And this is Sunday at the Last Bookstore in downtown L.A., which is 453 South Spring Street. 
That's correct. All for you, all ages. And you've also got <laughs> an L.A. record after party with some great bands and kicks all you DJs. Yeah, um, I think that uh, we're we're just going to announce today like who the special guest is that's going to play at the L.A. record after party. We're going to have three bands. And um, Chris Ziegler is going to DJ. Vail might do a secret DJ set. And um, the after party is probably going to get started um, at about 7.30 or 8. So um, we're also going to have Hit and Run doing live silk screening of L.A. Zine Fest um, art on T-shirts for all attendees. And uh, it's going to be a really great party. Come to the last bookstore. Check it out. If you haven't been, you're in for a treat. It's worth any trip from anywhere. And... uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a really great event. we got a lot of stuff planned from 11 a.m. till about 11 p.m., I think. There's something going on. And that's funny because Chris is a former KUCI DJ here in Irvine. Really? I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. UCI. Oh, yeah, well, everybody, all you anteaters should go out and support fellow alum. Yeah, and Henry Rollins is a big uh, KUCI supporter as well. Henry Rollins is, like, is a lover of radio. He's a really... A really great dude. I love his show on KCRW. So who's the special guest today, <laughs> Sunday? Huh? You guys are having a special guest um, musical group. What, when are you announcing that? Oh, um, well, it's it's LA Records' job to announce it, but I've been told that they're gonna they're gonna announce it today. It's exciting. We'll keep a lookout. It's lazinefest.com is where we want to look for the announcement, probably. Yeah, definitely. As soon as, as soon as we know, you'll know. Or LARecord.com as well. So then you've got this Sunday at the last bookstore, mm-hmm. 11 a.m. And I see there's also pre-party stuff and everything. I know there's um, some readings at Homeroom now. Do you yourself have a zine? I actually do, and I will be part of that reading. Um, um, I was I was told that I would get to go on kind of towards the beginning because, you know, I thought, oh, I'm going to go home and, you know, get some sleep before the Zine Fest, but there's no way I'm going to miss any of those readers. I'm really excited to see all the presentations. Um, Keenan and Keenan Keller from Drippy Bone Books and Tom Neely um, are the ones who are organizing that reading, and I've seen them do something similar on a smaller scale uh, at the Silver Lake Jubilee last year. And it was amazing. You know, they had live readers reading the comics. It was uh, it was something unlike I'd ever seen before, and I'm excited to see how they're going to expand it with more readers and more genres. Should be really good. Homeroom's a great venue too. They've been really supportive of the Zine Fest, and they've allowed us to have a lot of events there. They've curated events for us. It's a really good venue. It's kind of new, and um, it's in a great a great kind of uh, pocket of L.A. Yeah, we talked with uh, Shaddy and Walt last week about Homeroom and all that, the L.A. Zine Fest happenings. Oh, great. They're yeah, doing. they're the coolest guys. And then we got to talk with Meredith almost a month ago, so I'm glad we get to talk with you today. <laughs> this is Bianca on the phone, and we're going to see her Sunday, and you're going to have a table as well? I'm actually going to be presenting at the absentee table as well as uh, Meredith. She's going to have some regimes there. All the organizers are going to put something up at the absentee table. Maybe nothing new, but maybe it will be new to you. So 
That's fine. Yeah, be sure be sure to check out uh, like you're saying uh, Zine Fest website lazingfest.com for all the pre-event information too. Uh, Homeroom is having something on Friday. LA Records having a party. Um, we're doing that reading. So there's there's stuff going on all weekend that's zine and DIY related. It'll be one of the first annual after almost 10 years of no zine fest. Yeah, we were kind of scared to say first annual because that implies you know that there will be a second, but. I think it's pretty safe to say now that we're all really committed to doing this again next year. Well, I'm excited to <laughs> see you everyone Sunday in person, and um, you've got 10 minutes to 9, so maybe I'll let you go. Thank you for having me and giving me the chance to talk about this. I'm, I'm excited to see your table oh, and, uh, you. and to purchase one of your zines, maybe two. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> we're Three Amigos Press with Ghost Ghost Teeth. Me, Zebra Radar, and our friend with Luna and Tuna. So we'll definitely say hello. Awesome. Look forward to it. Have a good day. Thanks. You too. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. That there is Bianca from Elizine Fest, and she was calling in to let us know about Sunday at 11 a.m., the free all-ages downtown L.A. at the last bookstore literature event. And a lot of readings go along with that, and that's another topic I wanted to bring up today was the subject of storytelling, which is actually very, I think, underrated around elementary schools, preschools, anything with um, your young children, even teenagers, they like to hear stories. So there's storytelling in school, like at the elementary schools by the teacher, they're called read-alouds, or there's also stories told in, by the librarians, the elementary school librarians in the libraries, and those are read-alouds as well. And those are very important for the development of just getting excited to read and this liter- literacy and just having the, that done every single day to your child growing up makes a huge difference. And it's even better in school when you have an enthusiastic storyteller, a very engaging reader and it makes you excited to just follow along the story. And when you think about it, everything's a story. Everyone has a story to tell. There's storytelling we watch in the movies. And then there's oral folk tales. And um, we had an assignment recently where we had to tell a 3 to 10 minute story live in class, which I did this Monday. I took um, We could take any story once. So I took the book um, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark from 1981 by um, Alvin Schwartz and I did uh, I picked a story out of that book called The Haunted House and I'd like to share that with you right now and then I'll tell you a little bit more about storytelling and why it's so great so take a listen One time there was an old magical librarian lady and she was sent to a house in her settlement to settle a haunt that was haunting this house. Now this house had been haunted for 10 years or more. Many people had tried to spend the full night in the house and they couldn't even last the whole night through. So one particularly spooky night, she took her book of enchanted spells and set into the house. She set up a fire, She turned on her lamp, and she started to read her book of spells. Just before midnight, 
she heard a sound from down in the cellar. It was sort of a pacing of a back and forth, back and forth. Then she heard a struggle and a commotion like a choking sound and a muffled scream, and then silence. Now this scared the old woman librarian, but she was brave, and she was determined to stick the night through. So she set up to reading her book again. And not a moment later, she heard steps coming up the cellar door. Louder and louder, step, creak, step, creak, step, until the doorknob turned and she screamed, what do you want? And the door shut back easy like, nothing there. Now she was really scared, but she was determined. So she sat and she stared at the door and she waited. And sure enough, again, she heard the steps coming up the cellar door. Step, creak, step, creak. The door opened, and there was a ghost, a haunt of a woman around 20 years old, her hair tattered and torn, the skin of her face dripping off. You could see the bones coming through. Her teeth were showing. She had no nose, and where eyeballs should have been were just deep black sockets with the blue glow coming through. And the woman spoke after the librarian said, with her enchanted book of spells in the ghost's face, tell me in the name of the Holy Spirit, what do you want? The ghost grabbed the librarian's coat with her bony dead fingers and held on tight while telling her tale in a voice that sounded to come and go like the wind the haunt said, help me. Help me rest in peace. I was murdered here in this house. My lover killed me for my money and buried me in the cellar. If you will only take my bones from the cellar and bury them properly, I can rest in peace. And if you could please take the finger from my hand, my bony finger, and put it in your donation box at the library for your next meeting of the Friends of the Library when the box goes around the community patrons, it will pop up onto the murderer, and my guilty ex-lover can be found and hung. Please help me. Help me rest from this house. So the librarian did just that. Scared as she was, she followed through. She went to the cellar, and she grabbed what she saw underneath the cellar was a bunch of bones. She took them to the local graveyard. She buried them properly, and she did it in the structure. She took the bony finger from the old dead woman's hand, and she put it in her donation box at the library. So the next meeting they had, where all the community patrons came for Friends of the Library meeting, and the donation box was passed around the patrons. Sure enough, one certain man who passed along the box, the finger jumped out at him and stuck to his hand, and he screamed in front he scratched and tore at his hand, and he tried to get the finger off. <laughs> he screamed like a crazy man, and they took him away, and he later confessed to the murder of his ex-lover. And when he was hung, the librarian went back to the house, and at that midnight, the haunt showed again and told her where the money was buried in the house. It was underneath the hearth. She dug underneath the hearth, and sure enough, she found a bag full of cash. She donated to the library, library 
but still on her coat where that ghost had grabbed onto her, there still was an imprint of bony hands, and it never did come out the end. Now, li librarians do tell stories, and so do teachers, and so do parents, and children really do benefit from any kind of storytelling, which you can ca also call read-alouds. There's plenty of research to back it up, but more should be done because it's really underappreciated. It really helps develop the mind growing up. So read to your children once a day. Use voices. Be enthusiastic. It's really a great thing for all you college students right now at UC Irvine, you undergrads, I'm pretty sure growing up one way or another you had someone read to you. And just think of Reading Rainbow, like really promote reading. It's a really great thing. And I want to thank you for listening to Our Digital Future. You can hear some um, read-alouds Friday at Homeroom or Sunday at LA Zine Fest or Saturday night as well at Homeroom. There's going to be lots of readings and hopefully lots of enthusiasm, lots of different voices and it just motivates everyone to create their own stories, put it down on paper, do it yourself, make a little zine, say a little story. Stay tuned for more great public affairs programming here on KUCI. We've got a lovely show coming up that works well with our digital future. It's 9 to 10 a.m. nonprofits for us with the World of Nonprofit Organizations with Deanne Crane. So stay tuned for more great programming.